backyard. It's like for water. It's been damn near four weeks since the last time we talked. It's the doc leading the way. We got musical genius Mike All Day and the men themselves, Mark Chuck Dudek and John Reed. Like I said, it's been four weeks. How's everybody doing, Chuck? I know you're somewhere not in Ohio. What's going on, y'all? Doc, it's good to be back out here. Uh, we're actually, is this, what is it, John, 10 days in? T- day 10. We're in uh, Athens, Georgia right now. And yeah, I mean, butts are a little sore, legs are a little sore, vibes are extremely high, weather's nice and toasty, uh, and we're just pedaling along still. Pedaling along, baby. And before we get too deep into it, I got to plug the boys on their socials. So follow these guys on Instagram. Follow Chuck at Chuck14111. You could follow John as well at J Reed. That is J R E I D 12345. Keep it simple. <laughs> follow those guys on Instagram. Uh, you can watch their stories or posts. Uh, they got some good pictures on there. And I personally like following them because I feel connected. They're good at posting and uh, they'll respond and like your messages. So might as well. So, boys, we are in Athens, Georgia. How the heck did we get to this point? I'm trying to think. So you left, what, May 1st, May 2nd? Yeah, we left. We departed May 2nd um, from Lake Erie um, around 7.30 a.m. Spent the night at John's house. Um, and we, that, 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 for like, starting up, it was kind of a blur, honestly. I don't know. Like, we, we went to the lake. It's kind of uneventful. We just started pedaling, and we we're like, dang. We're really out here now. This is kind of weird. Um, but yeah, we that first day was was a grinder. Ohio is a lot more hilly than you'd expect. That's for sure. We were we were like, it was it was a beautiful day to be cycling all like country back roads. Um, but we like our dumb selves. We scheduled ninety five miles for the mm-hmm. first day, and it was like five thousand feet of elevation gain like overall climbing so we were feeling it near the end yeah it definitely got real pretty quick i don't know like we were cruising along for a bit and didn't really feel like we were just out for a bike ride and then i don't know after a few hours you're like oh we're actually doing it now so that was a cool feeling but good weather beautiful scenery but lots of hills that first day we stayed so we've had a lot of warm showers so along the way the, the good thing is with this compared to walking is um, you cover a lot more mileage in a day, obviously. So with that, you can space space it out and connect like warm showers host to warm showers host. So we've almost had one um, every night, every night except like two or three, I think. And like whether it, whether like some some of them welcome us into their home, some of them just let us pitch our tent in their backyard. It's it's such like a relief to have that at the end of the day and not having to worry about like a spot to stealth camp or something like that. Like it also leads us to meeting a lot of cool, cool people. And the first day, the dude we stayed with Randy, he was dope. He logged over 200,000 miles on his bike, cycled in 94 countries. I think it was, he, um, rode across the U S like nine or 10 times. What else? What am I missing? I don't, I don't know a lot of stuff, but it was great to pick his brain on that first night. Just to ask him about stuff and, kind of some advice we got some like some routes from him um different ideas um ideas about how to ship our bikes back home um it was just good uh, it's just nice to have a place at the end of the day get a shower 
and then you're just not like sleeping out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So you said, I remember our last episode, um, I'm trying to think the longest bike ride you guys had done. I couldn't tell you the exact mileage, but I know it's a big jump from whatever that was to day one where you did what you said, 95. Yeah. Our first, our first couple of days were all hundred. I think our second day was like hundred, 120 some miles. We got a little turned around on the navigation <laughs> Columbus. So we ended up tacking extra 20 miles onto that day. I think was that tornado warning? Yeah, that was tornado warning day. Um, yeah. So we can, so Mike, to answer your question first, the most we did on like on real bikes was 60. We did a hundred on the trainer, but that's not, it doesn't convert. It's not realistic at all. Cause you were just working different muscles, no Hills. Like you can switch the resistance, but it doesn't mimic it. But yeah, tornado warning day, day two, we we're mostly on trails. So we thought we knew we we're like, all right, we'll be on this for a while. You know, it was pouring down rain and like we use, we've been using our phones to navigate, but like it was pouring, didn't want it to get wet. So tucked it away. And like, all right, we're on this for a while, this trail for a while or so we thought. And like rain cleared up, we checked, checked the phone and we were like 10 miles off route. And we're like, what? You gotta be kidding me. And we had to, we had to reroute it. The only way to get, go, like we couldn't cut over anyway. We had to go back up the trail the same way we came. So it was supposed to be a hundred. I think we went like 123 is what Yikes. I have. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a biker. I didn't, I, I can't speak for you. I don't think you bike often, but I don't, I, I don't know how to ride a bike. See, there we go. So <laughs> you got people like us and you went from, you said 60, I guess, an actual biking to a hundred, basically then 120, like, like the first day after day one and waking up that next morning. And then, I mean, it goes on day two, three, like, were you guys just absolutely gassed? Like, were you, were your muscles sore? Like, I mean, I would assume they would be like, how are you guys feeling? Yeah, I was definitely pretty banged up after probably the first two or three days. Uh, we we stayed with uh, these people, Jay and Andrea, the second night. And they always, what they told us was like day three was probably the worst. Then kind of like day day five and on, you kind of just like get used to it. And I think that's definitely held true so far. Um, yeah, but the legs definitely a shock to the system the first couple of days, but think we've settled in nicely now you know some aches and pains of course but um not terrible like muscular soreness i guess more just like just aches and stuff i don't know yeah i think it's still sore but you're just kind of used to it by now your body's like all right this is what we're doing uh okay we'll 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 be sore for a while I, i we can tune it out you know so if that tornado was coming i'm sure there's a little probably feeling a little anxious as it (laughs) creeps up on you right in bad weather but if you're kind of sore since it's still early on i mean like what got you through those last 10 miles because i don't know about you guys but you know if i'm super sore and you got adrenaline pump and that's got to be a lot you probably got back to that that place and just went oh (laughs) so i don't think we actually knew it was a tornado warning till after the fact we just knew there'd be like bad thunderstorms but as we were like we were riding to cedarville which is kind of like in mid Ohio. So we were heading like South and like, it's a little South. It's kind of by Dayton, but like it just really, really strong headwind. I remember just like pedaling into like a wall. Like it was just like really, really windy. And then we got to their house and then the skies turned black and it just, it got really bad. So definitely grateful to have, have hosts that night. Yeah. 
yeah, we were sitting like they made us a fantastic dinner, like homemade skyline chili recipe. It was so, so good. We have the recipe too. We have the recipe. Anyone who wants it, hit me up. It is magical. Absolutely magical. But yeah, I mean, we, we were sitting there eating dinner and the like it looked like like you see you, you see like the tornado videos online or something like that. It's it was straight up like the really low like low dark cloud and it looked like it looked like it was about to strike down so we were just thankful we were that night and not sleeping out in a tent in the middle of some field i'm glad that worked out clearly i mean (laughs) that could have been bad but i guess it's something you might think of before you can't really prepare for right is the weather um overall how has the weather been other than that being it was kind of like it wasn't great like we had some really windy days and like that like surprised me how much of a factor that played like the headwinds or the tailwinds like that definitely matters more than I thought it would coming into this like and then we had like two and a half days of just rain probably in a row which is no fun but besides but since then it's been great um sunny and clear skies so can't complain about that that's what we want um what about the temperatures because you're obviously going north to south have you kind of felt the southern heat or you know, a drastic change in temperature. And that is that like almost a daily thing for you guys? Because when you're cooking 100 miles, it probably does a little bit to the weather. So, yeah, the past the past two days, we really started noticing the heat and it's only going to get worse like next week. And that's, I mean, we were looking at Georgia temperatures. So like next week, it's supposed to be like high of 90s. And in Florida, it'll probably be even worse. So that's, I mean, we, we've definitely been dehydrated the past few days. We've been trying to start, like, right when the sun goes up to try to, like, get done as early as possible just to avoid some of that heat. But it's just something we're going to ha- have to get used to, um, taking more breaks throughout the day. We, we have, like, we have, like, these Propel and Gatorade little pack- packet things we add into our water, and that's been, that's been super clutch, just getting the extra sodium in. Um, I don't know. It's it's at this point, we're going to really have to pay attention to that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously smart and got to keep yourself healthy, but since you mentioned it, what have you guys been eating? Is it a lot of the same things, Chuck, that you were (laughs) eating on your walk or, um, and fluids as well, you know, how are you guys staying healthy that way? Uh, so during the day, mostly our diet consists of tuna packets on tortillas like cereal bars like Velveeta, chocolate chip um john's got his peanut butter i had my soy butter sadly c- could not find it um down here so i'm soy butterless um which makes me sad but other food foods will suffice luckily at the warm showers houses we've they've hooked us up with some solid meals um in cincinnati uh you know what we had to do. We had to stop by the one and only Mad Mike's after our day's ride. Um, I actually grabbed a Goliath burger this time to up the calorie intake. Oh, wow. Goliath burger. Yum. Tasty. That's the, that's the burger that has the uh, grilled cheeses as the buns, right? Yes, sir. Right. Dude, right. Electric. Yes. <laughs> right. Those are electric. I mean... Two grilled cheeses, top and bottom. I mean, who does it like Mad Mike's? Dude, I got that. And you know what? You know what Sam said. He was like, "Oh, I should have got that 
<laughs> I'm just like, we've been a fan of like the pre-made food at some grocery stores, but our hosts have been awesome. Like the meals, like all of our hosts have made have been amazing and in mass quantity. So that's been greatly appreciated. It makes a huge difference having like a home cooked meal instead of just eating bars all day. A man, a man can only eat 10 granola bars so many days in a row. What about water? I mean, it, if you're riding, you, know, you can cover good ground. So you guys just hitting up public restrooms or fountains and refilling the bottles or. Yeah. Just like park, park water fountains, just like rest, gas station restrooms. We each have like four water bottles to just fill them all up and just stop when we need to and just refill. So that honestly hasn't been like, we've never like really ran out of water. Like we need to stop. Like that's been pretty accessible so far. We also have a water fountain uh, power rankings going. There's a few more that we have we haven't uh, put on our Instagram yet, but right now, sitting at number one is the Loveland water fountain on the Ohio to Erie Trail. So if you're ever on the Little Miami Scenic Trail, you find yourself in Loveland, Ohio. Make sure to stop at that restroom at the trailhead. You will not be disappointed by the water fountain. It looks unassuming, but got some good stuff. And then Ober, if you're in Oberland, their their water fountain had the best aesthetics out of any I've ever seen. Aesthetics, I love it. <laughs> what, I saw these. Um, I saw the rankings on Chuck. Was it on your Instagram? Yes, sir. Do you have the official rankings? Is that located in your like your highlights or something? I don't know if I added them to there, but I should. So yeah, I can, I, I can, do you want me to, do you want me to run through them real quick? Well, yeah. Cause I was trying to, I'm on your, I'm on your Instagram right now and I'm looking at your highlights and the original number one, cause I know it got switched. Um, it looks like it's got that sleek, you know, black finish. Looks like a, you know, nice little shed with the, uh, the water refilling station. I just think that one looked aesthetically the best out of any of them i don't know john if that was the one you were talking about but yeah um, I didn't, that's definitely oberlin i i mean i'm itching just to come back to ohio just to taste that water um no, but i'm telling you loveland tastes better you know yeah <laughs> a little little home trail bias for loveland too but i, I, I mean fair I, but but we didn't uh we didn't use that while we were ranking them we use we use the classic attack rating method um, attack is an acronym standing for arc temperature taste aesthetic and convenience um, and obviously we score it based on that each one out of 10 then you average that together to get the overall score and Loveland sits well above Oberlin um, well not well above Loveland's 7.8 Oberlin's a 7.2 um, but stay tuned we have a Smoky Mountains water fountain review coming soon Smoky Mountains. How close are you to that? So you're in Georgia, so didn't they? Didn't you guys go through them? That's what I thought. Yeah, we actually did two days ago. Okay. Yeah, we, I would. Yeah. Well, let's go with that. I mean, I, we're kind of jumping around, but you know, we were in Ohio, then we could always break it down by state. Um, Kentucky can, next. Anything notable there? We can whiz through Kentucky real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Just rain, more rain, some hills, really crowded roads. I will say Lexington was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some great hosts there, Ashley and Alan. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah we saw the campus of UK we've been seeing a lot of colleges but then the day after that that was our that was our worst day um on record rained all day I I had a really bad wipeout that could have been a lot worse but um luckily I only ended up with a few scrapes and a cracked watch um and then that was there was a second tornado warning and uh shout out shout out to john's mom hooked us up with a little motel that night and we got we got a a cracker barrel dinner it was literally right behind the hotel and it was it was so bad like the parking lot like absolutely flooded right like right after we got into our hotel room it was a torrential downpour and they're like tornado warnings all night so or not not warnings watches i don't know what the difference is but don't want to overemphasize well, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's scary regardless. You're on a metal bike or aluminum, whatever it's made of. Um, but it sounds like you're, you're at least missing the worst of it, right? For, mo- for the most part. Uh, yeah, I think oh, I think the storm was actually a little ahead of us because when we came riding through some neighborhood, like there were fallen trees and limbs everywhere. And like, I think it like it came through probably like an hour before. Like we were probably just behind it a bit. And then the rain caught up later in the day. But the biggest bummer about that day was like the highway 75 South was closed. So we were on some like state route, but since the highway, like I think there was an accident or something, they started like diverting cars off the highway onto the state route we were on. So it was just like, just wall to wall traffic for like 30 miles, just like riding on the shoulder by semis were coming by like that. That was not fun. Mm-hmm. Yikes. So how close were they? Like how much room do you guys have on the road? Uh, we learned the law. The law is <laughs> the law is three feet to cyclists. Uh, most people don't follow that law. <laughs> we were like it was a shoulder with a rumble strip, so we were riding. So it went like like highway rumble strip, pavement grass. So we were riding between the grass and the rumble strip. There was it was so, like, like a foot wide probably. Yikes! It, some dude. <laughs> we weren't sure we were not positive that this happened but i so i saw a dude like getting back in his window and john like felt something on his shoulder we think some dude tried to like reach out and like grab john or something it was really weird yeah like i looked like i felt something i felt something like whiz by my ear and i looked up and some guy was like hanging like halfway out (laughs) his window just like turning back and like smirking at me and then like got back in his car i was so confused Cause I, I asked John, I was like, that dude like flick us off or something. Cause that's, uh, that's happened a few times, but like, I mean, you're going to get people like that, you know? <laughs> um, and then John was like, I don't know. And then he, like later that night, he's like, I think that guy grabbed, might've like, tried to grab me. I was like, dude, what's, that's, that's pretty messed up. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta ask and mention, it's more of a question, I suppose. So you say people have flipped you off and stuff. You know, sometimes if I'm driving and there's a biker in the middle of the lane and they're going mm, like a third of the speed that like the cars are, I might get a little upset, right? So, I mean, like, have you guys felt like that guy at all? Or do you usually have, other than this situation, kind of your own lane, you know, your own trail, that kind of thing? Or have you encountered a lot of angry people? Thing kind of depends like the day like riding to lexington we're definitely those guys just like clogging yeah. up that we got a lot of a lot of birds that day other days we're just on like really quiet roads like through the country like georgia's been pretty peaceful um you know like on like just some old country roads which aren't bad you're like ohio is great because there's a bunch of bike trail so you're fine with that 
Um, but I mean, sometimes you just gotta like ride on busier roads, but like, I definitely feel the same way, Mike, like when I'm driving, like, it's kind of like, it's definitely like flip my perspective. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know, like being the biker now, like it's definitely like different. Like, I think overall though, people have been like pretty respectful more so than I thought, like people do a pretty good job of like slowing down or going around or being patient. Like I've been pretty impressed with that overall. Yeah, I agree. No, I'm like, uh, you, you get, you get the person that flicks you off, but it's like, honestly, it's probably like once every like, three or four days, it's not that much. And like half the time it's probably like, <laughs> you know, like someone and their friend, you know? Yeah. Once every three days, you're, it's not a bad average, I suppose. Um, well, tell us about your, your tumble. Was it like an eventful story or just kind of a wipeout? I, I mean, like, so like I said, it was rainy. So the roads are pretty slick and, and Kentucky, it's just rolling hills. So it, we were going down a pretty big downhill and I was taking it probably a little faster than I should have. And there's a car right behind me. So that's kind of why I felt like, all right, I got to speed up. So they like, they don't, they don't get like mad at me or something. And you went, it was like a straight down and then it turned and at the turn, like I took it faster than I should have, like I was saying, and my back wheel kind of skidded out and I like, I like fell off and like slid down pretty far in my hip. And honestly, I think my watch like might've broke, broke my fall. Like the watch broke itself, but like, I just had like scrape on my knuckles, a little scrape on my arm and my, my hip was a little scraped up, but the bike was fine. Yeah, it, it could have been a lot worse because given given the circumstances. But yeah, thankful that's it. And it was a really good, good wake up call. I've been I've been going really slow on the downhill. Yeah. And what about your injury going into this? Oh yeah, my my fractured sesamoid. So like we have like clip in pedals. I just haven't really been using the clip ins just because it's hurts because i'm pressing down like putting the weight through like the the ball of my foot where that sesamoid is located so i've just been going unclipped definitely more inefficient but like i don't want to make the injury worse and like literally be dealing with that forever so i i, don't know, I can get by it's not it's not a big deal well i mean it sounds like you guys are doing decently well for doing 100 miles a day or sometimes more um what about the bikes how are they holding up so far so good uh we've had what, a flat two flats one flat one flat one flat we patched a tube and then the only major thing is i needed i had to get a new back wheel um <laughs> the uh like the hub like on like so the thing like your your axle runs through them that was all cracked and busted up like the the uh, bearings inside that the seals were broken so like there was a bunch of water and gunk in there so the thing was making so much noise um but thankfully we were able to get in the bike shop um, in Knoxville, they've had the right side, right size wheel there, got that put on, um, and good to go. That's been the only major thing so far. So knock on wood. Yeah. And shout out, shout out those people. So it was a Sunday, right? And like literally everything was closed. All the bike shops were closed in Knoxville. So we had to go a little bit out of the way. And like, it was the last option. It was like an REI, which first of all, I didn't even realize REIs had bike shops in them. But the people, the workers there were like the nicest people of all time. Like we kind of told them like, listen, like it's our first time doing it. One, one of the guys like did a, did a few tours himself and he was like, Hey, so do you have this? Like, do you know how to do this? He's like, all right, it's, it's all right. If you don't, I'll show you right now. And the dude, like, so we, we, we were told to like, 
put like lube on her chains and we apparently you're supposed to do it like at the end of the day when you're done we would do it like at the beginning and then stuff would stick to it and it would make the chain like 10 times worse and like it would, it would just completely mess it up and he was like yeah you're supposed to do this at the end of the day wipe it all off he, he took my bike put it up on the stand and like literally did it for me gave us a whole run through um and obviously there's some issues we'll encounter like that you can encounter that you're kind of just out of luck if they happen but that's this is how it is it's you can get unlucky with stuff like this because it's it's a machine it's not your own body the guy the one of the guys that worked there like i, I told him that he's like yeah that's how it is like you understand your own body so much more than you do like like a piece of equipment but, well, that's good you got some good help then that that definitely helps how are the smokies that sounds cool i mean was it was it rough terrain was it kind of rocky or what was that like i think that's been like our that was my favorite day yeah, so far for sure um it was cool because like we have been like the the national park before camping and stuff but to be able to ride through it was pretty special um we left from maxville mm-hmm. yeah it's about like a 30 30 or 40 mile ride to the park itself and then once we got to the park it was like a 25 mile like uphill so that took us like it was like a three-hour climb which was kind of spicy but then the way down only took like 45 minutes and it's the most fun i've ever had on a bike like it was it was awesome just cruising down the park and we met some really nice people at the very top we're eating lunch and the views were great it was a great sunny clear day so you could see see everything and the views were great so i think that that's definitely been like a, probably the most challenging day but also the most enjoyable in my opinion yeah. so far yeah it was de- that's one of the cooler things i've ever done i think and that like it was perfect too because it was a monday so the park wasn't crowded so it was pretty it was pretty chill going up like there's one major road that goes through the park and we just rode it all the way through and it was kind of funny on the way down like i thought we were going pretty fast john john's always faster on the downhills than me so he was he was a little bit ahead but this this dude comes like two cars past me and then a dude on a bike just comes whizzing by like right behind the cars at the same speed as them and I just he didn't expect me threw up like a peace sign. I started cracking up. It was I, I was like I, I felt so wimpy. Oh, did you guys hear that? Oh, oh and welcome back to another edition of Q and A with Mike all day. Chuck, take us it, away. It's Q and A with Mike all day. Yeah. As always, you could DM Iden or I on Instagram. Uh, personally, my handle is Mike underscore all underscore day. And we've got Iden as well. He is two Iden B. So hit us up. Excuse me. Two Iden four. Not B anymore. Is that right, Iden? Two Iden four? Yeah, two Iden four. I apologize. Two Iden four. Um, yeah. DM us with any questions you want to you ask the guys or, you know, reach out directly. That's fine as well. Uh, but if you want to be part of the segment, let us know. So this first question, gentlemen, this comes from Lou Sir. So Lou asks, <laughs> have you guys, you know, being on a bike so long, have you done any tricks? Are you doing wheelies? Are you doing no handles? Anything like that? Um, no, no tricks. Just, just pedaling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. John, is that your friend, Lou? Lou? I, I think I might know Mr. Sir. Yeah. Interesting question. But yeah, no. A little tangent. The lady we're staying with tonight, she has like an e-bike. And it was the coolest thing ever. 
and Will Smith wrote on the same one that we wrote on. What's the story there? <laughs> That's cool. They were like filming a movie around here and like the set was really big. So this bike shop has like a promotion gifted out these e-bikes to like these people. And the one she ended up buying was the one Will Smith on that set. So yeah, our butts have been. That's pretty cool. <laughs> there you go. Flappy uh, next question. Uh, this one comes from Justin Wolf in Austin, Texas. So Justin says, many debate on the average number of hours of sleep that is needed to be most efficient. Are you blocking off sleep time? And does this increase with the physical toll your body will be going through? How will you balance recovery by still maximizing traveling hours? Great question. Um, yeah, we've been trying to go. We usually go to bed around like probably like 9, 30, 10, wake up like 5.30. So we're getting, we're getting at least, at least eight, eight and a half, sometimes nine hours. And usually like we, depends, depending on the night, we usually wake up feeling pretty well rested. At least, I don't know about you, but mostly, mostly it's just like the body soreness more than, than like the mental soreness. Yeah. I think there's fatigue like every morning. Uh, usually at the first, like I guess like sleep's been pretty consistent, but every day you're pretty tired. I think I wake up as we start pedaling. Cool. Uh, this next one comes from Ira, uh, Ira Dosiclitis. Um, Ira asks, which stadiums have you seen and which has been your favorite? Um, a little backstory. Again, if you follow them, you can see that they've been stopping to take some pictures at stadiums. Uh, it's been pretty cool. So what is your, what has been the coolest stadium you guys seen? I think personally today, the University of Georgia UK had a pretty cool football stadium, um, but I think Georgia's was cool. We actually had, like, I think they're setting up for graduation, so the stadium was actually able to go inside and take some pictures. So that was pretty cool today. But there's also Nippert. Or- yeah, John, I was gonna have to disagree with you there. Uh, historic Nippert Stadium at the University of Cincinnati takes the cake any day of the week, baby. You see all day. Were you able to uh, see any of your buddies when you went through UC? Yeah, I mean, I I saw. I, I mean. Roommates Sam and Al, shout out to those lads. Um, I like you, John. Yeah, roommates, some of my roommates. It was good. It was good to be home and sleep in a bed, but it was also a little like dangerous though, because we're only three days into the trip, and I think like having that night just to like be at home, like kind of like mentally, like took you out of things. Like the next day was really hard to start up. I think. Yeah. Again. Nice. And uh, last question comes from me. Mike English, Austin, Texas. Um, what kind of animals have you guys run into? Anything cool? Ooh, yeah, we definitely have. We've seen some. Well, yeah, um, a lot of groundhogs. We saw some some wild turkeys in the Smokies Park. That was pretty cool. Um, like falcons, bigger birds. Um. Oh, you can't forget the very first day, probably like 10, 20 miles in, we saw a white squirrel. I didn't even know that existed. We both saw it with their eyes, yep. and we were like, is that a white squirrel? We were in Oberlin, Ohio. I don't know why we didn't get a picture, but white squirrels do, in fact, exist. Nice. Shout out the great state of Ohio. Well, this has been another edition of Q&A with Mike all day. Thanks for the submissions. So heading back in general. Hold on. Um, Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. I thought I heard something. Oh, no. <laughs> what was that? When you're there, you won't be gone. It's 
Q&A with John. Oh. So, Mike, this question this question's for you. It comes from a fellow, Mike, Mike Oxlong. And Mr. Oxlong wants to know, when will you be releasing new music? Oh. Well, thanks for that one, uh, John slash Mike. <laughs> so there's a few things in the works, um, but depending on when this comes out, uh, I have to look at the actual date. Oh, the 13th, Friday the 13th, scarily enough. Uh, I am featured in a song. It's a EDM dance song. Um, it's a DJ out of the UK and he needs some vocals and I kind of hopped in. So I'm not singing too much and it's like a little different style than I usually put out, but it's cool. I'm, I'm excited for it. And yeah, that, uh, that'll be out pretty soon. It's called fall apart. It'll be by <laughs> funny enough. His name is Johnny English, no relation, not my cousin, <laughs> not my uncle, but it'll be fall apart by Johnny J O N N Y English featuring Mike English. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. And uh, maybe it's good biking music, kind of, you know, good beat to it, kind of fast paced. Yeah, definitely will be. Mike, I thought you were going to say you're on the. Well, the PR guys told me not to talk about that, Chuck. That was uh, confidential. So yeah, um, we'll have to cut that part out. I'd... <laughs> Don't worry, I was already one step ahead there. <laughs> That concludes cool. our day with John. Um, I like that. So this is a question more towards Chuck here. Um, so far, I mean, there's a lot of differences, but I'm sure there's a lot of similarities with your walk across America. Um, just talk talk about that a little bit. You know, the, what you've noticed have been the same, uh, the new challenges or new experiences, just kind of touch on that a little bit. Yeah, so it's actually, I was just talking about this with um, – carol our warm showers host for the night um definitely biking is a lot more i think it's a lot more physically taxing on the body like just with all the hills and stuff i don't think you'll be used to it like the heart your heart rate gets a lot higher um you get a lot more sweaty by the end of the day you're just a lot more tired i mean walking is physically taxing but like your body adapts to it pretty quickly and like i mean you're, you're gonna be sore you're gonna have your aches and pains but with this it's it's a lot different and you have to be alert all day you can't really like you can zone out but you still have to be looking around you can't you you got to pay attention to traffic you got to pay attention to car so um i like it a lot i like the differences the one thing i will say though that that i miss with walking is the time just like in your own thoughts you have that with this but but you can get you can get i mean like my mind like jumps around a lot as is and then like car if i see a car coming or something i focus on that and then forget what I was thinking about. So that's, that's one difference I no- noticed off rip that I can think of. Um, I don't know if that's what you're going for with that question or something a little different, but yeah, dude, I mean, anything, you know, there's a lot of different uh, things, thoughts. I mean, you, you brought up that. So I guess kind of a part two to both of you guys. Um, are you guys listening to music? Are you talking? Can you even kind of talk like how much space is between you? What do you guys do during these rides? So far, I mean, no music so far, I don't think. Um, if we're on bike trail, we can ride next to each other and talk, which is nice. If we're on roads, we're kind of single file. So just kind of like, I mean, like we can hear each other turn. Um, sometimes we kind of space out far because you kind of ride different paces sometimes, which is also nice. And then that's kind of when like guys, but yeah. But Mark's right. Like you really do have to pay attention a lot. Like 
I thought like I, there'd be more quiet time, but like when you're riding a busy road, like really all your attention is like focused on the cars and like what you're doing. So like, I think that like occupies a lot of your mind, like, which also is nice because I think that does make time go by faster as well when you're thinking about other stuff. And Chuck, how has that been having a partner on this journey versus being alone? Dude, it's good. It's good because I mean, especially with we're I feel like our body, our like bodies react pretty similar under like physical stress. So like when one of us is hurting, we both are, it might be like a different thing, but we, when we've had a bad day, we're both, we're both kind of down to dumps. If we're, if, if we're hungry, other person's usually hungry. Um, no, it's been, it's definitely been good to have the company. Um, especially like while you're, while you're riding, it's, it, I don't think it matters as much, but it does like this. There's, there's times I want to stop that John's like pushing along ahead. And there's probably, probably times when John's like, damn, I need to break right now that I'm feeling good. So it, it does one, one thing too, with this, it comes in spurts. Like there's, there's times when you're feeling absolutely terrible and then like an hour later, you could be feeling like on top of the world. It's, it's really weird how it works. So, but yeah, all in all, it's been great having John here. Very cool. Um, how close have you guys been paying attention to, I don't want to say the world around you, but news, sports, things like that. Not, not very closely. I don't know. Usually we're so tired, but then today it's just kind of like put the tent up or figure out where you're sleeping get some food in you and kind of, you know, plan for tomorrow a bit and just go to bed, which is honestly really nice. Just like really like the days are very simple, like just kind of task oriented, like where we're going, get there, like take care of some stuff and then just get ready for the next day. Like I like that. It's nice. Well, to keep you up to date, but also kind of a game. Um, have you followed the NBA playoffs at all? A little. Yeah, actually, actually we, we've been checking in on every now and then. Can you name the remaining teams left? Yeah, I think so. So, yeah, let's go East. It's, it's Bucks. Yep. And then Heat Sixers. Yeah. And West Suns Mavericks, and Golden State and the Grizzlies. Yeah. That's correct. Currently, uh, there's one game the Bucks and Celtics are playing now. The Celtics are leading ninety-three to seventy-nine. Q four. Um, series is tied 2 2 there. Oh, shoot. I didn't, game five. Oh, I didn't realize Phoenix so. is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they pivotal, tied it up. pivotal game five in yeah, Boston. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Phoenix leads the Mavericks 3 2. Uh, Golden State's up 3 1 against the Grizzlies. There's been some. I don't know. I, you're, you're good at sports analyst. I mean, it's been pretty, uh, pretty chippy. Right. Uh, yeah, chippy, chippy is the right, right, right word to uh, use. Definitely been chippy uh, throughout the series. You know, I don't know how much you've been uh, paying attention there. Game one, real controversial ejection of uh, Draymond Green. Uh, game two, we had a uh, Dylan Brooks ejection, followed with a game three suspension. And uh, game four, I believe there was a uh, questionable uh, knee grab of Ja. So he's he's about done for the uh, looks like he's done for the postseason. Dang, that was I, sports analyst Iden B. I appreciate those updates, Doc. I didn't know. I we've we've kind of been paying attention to like this like who's been winning. I didn't realize the Celtics won. They tied it up. So and the Sun. I thought the Suns would have would have like 
swept them or one in five, but that one seems closer than it is. And uh, last series, Miami leads three to two against the Sixers. So we've got some good, uh, some good matchups here, honestly, they've been pretty entertaining, but yeah. So, I mean, what else, what else is going on guys? Any, any other good stories, any good hosts? So last night we were treated to the, the best host we've had so far. Um, his name was Carl. Um, he was two years old <laughs> and very interested in opening and closing doors, um, making sure you drank enough water and smashed cars. He was our entertainment from the, for the evening and was an excellent host. Would, would highly encourage any other people passing through Toccoa Falls, Georgia to stay, stay with Elijah and his family and his wonderful little son, Carl. Andy gave us some burgers to eat. He did, yes. What about smashing cars? <laughs> um, he just, so apparently a few weeks ago, there, or a few days ago, there was an accident on their street that took out a uh, telephone pole. So his dad took him up to like, look at the, uh, the car. And as the car was like getting like towed up onto the tow truck, he was, uh, he was in tears because he thought they were going to go just like scrap the car and smash it. But his dad explained to them that they're going to go fix it. And that made them, made them happy. But we were talking about trucks last night and my truck has been um, involved in a collision. So he wanted to see pictures. And then for the remainder of the evening, I just showed him the same <laughs> picture of my smashed truck. And he, he really enjoyed that. So it was funny. <laughs> Keeps it interesting. I like that. Um, so if you both, this is a question for both of you. Um, one word to describe your journey so far. Um, you know, you can take a second to think, but one kind of all-encompassing word to describe everything you've encountered. To, to encompass everything, I'd say like, like roller coaster. Both hills, like with hills, because so, like there's a lot of hills, so it's like a roller coaster going up and down, you know. And then like emotionally too, there's like like I was saying earlier, there's times you feel like you're loving life, you're like singing tunes to yourself while you're riding. Um, and there's times like you're, you're at those lows, like, dang, I don't, I don't know if I'll be able to make it to the end of the day, but like, that's what makes it worthwhile. Um, that's kind of why we're doing it. I think I'm going to go with sweaty. <laughs> just, you just kind of sweaty a lot, which is kind of cool. You just kind of like, you just don't have to worry about stanking. You're just doing your thing on your bike, just kind of sweating away. I don't know. I sweat a lot, probably more than Chuck does, but that's, that's what I'll use. Uh, so sweaty. Have you guys noticed any physical differences? Have you lost weight or toned the legs? I would assume. Yeah, I mean, probably lost some weight. Probably toned the legs a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. We try to eat as much as we can, but I don't think like it's possible to like like replenish as much. I don't know. I I will say though, like the longer this has gone on, like you don't get as hungry as you like as early as we used to. Mm -hmm. I think like. Also, but the past few days we've been eating pretty well though so i don't know but like the first couple of days i was starving like all the time but not so much anymore so i think the body does kind of adjust so the whole reason you guys are doing this for clean water uh episode one we we touched on some you know some pretty intense stats and that was really informative and that was really cool um but i think i didn't pulled up some stats here for the donations and I mean, so far you guys are killing it. What do we got so yeah, far? So, so I was going to say, yeah, I was just looking at 
um, the link that is in Chuck, your description. So that would be www.h204lifeschools.org. I believe, John, that's also in your bio. And I think I have it in mine as well. But I, uh, yeah, we saw you guys are at 86% for what the original pledge was at. So you guys have re raised over $4,000, which is really impressive. And I mean, shout out everybody who's taking the time either to share it, look at it, or actually donate. But do you guys have any plans of possibly adding another project to the to the donation list? Because you still have a couple of weeks, no? Yeah, so we were kind of discussing that a little bit ago. We were saying, I think I think we're going to wait till the goal or, or gets like really close to it and then we'll add it on just to make sure we hit that initial one first. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it'd be easy enough. And you can, there's all sorts of projects on there for different dollar amounts. So you can, we can select one that we think we, that's possible to achieve. We want to see, we want to see how, if the donations keep rolling in at this rate, if people that donated um, that, or were planning to donate already have, or if there's still a lot of people doing it, but we really want to add another one, maybe even two more, two smaller ones. Um, yeah, we, that would be awesome to fund another one. If people have any input or any personal preference on if, if they know any specific areas, we could probably pick one in a country that you, you want. Um, they, yeah, there's, they support all sorts of countries. So what do you guys think? Is that a good plan or should we modify it? No, I mean, I like that. I, we've gotten great, great traction so far. And I know a lot of people that haven't even, you know, not necessarily just not given, but maybe they're not even familiar with the story yet. Um, but the more you post and, you know, people are encouraged to share and promote this as well. It's obviously going to a great cause, but also supporting the guys doing this. Um, it's really cool. I mean, again, you guys are killing donations. We're, what did you say? 86% I think. Um, yeah, it was 86%. How about yeah, this? So, if we hit 95%, um, we'll add another one. Well, I mean, yeah. what? The reasonable time range not if, like it's our last day that, that was the other th yeah what was the because i know it was it was tentative from the jump and i'm sure it still kind of is i mean you guys are in georgia so i mean i know you're still athens is what like northern georgia right is it right right okay so you still got like a majority of georgia and then all of florida so it's like florida's seven, like seven days on its own so we got to okay. How long would Georgia take, would you say? So just we have three more days in Georgia, I believe, right? Okay. Like four. Four? four? No, because Augusta, Sylvania, then Savannah. Yeah. And then that, I guess that next day we'll cross into Florida later. Yeah. yeah. So okay. and then after Savannah, we just head down into Florida, down, down the coast. We have we have 10 more waypoints. Uh, okay. So today was official. Halfway point today. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Halfway point today. Sweet. Let me say this. I think I heard a chili recipe, was it? Or a skyline type recipe, Chuck? Yeah. I think Sky if you're following both the guys on Instagram and you donate after you screenshot that DM Iden or I, you could be the lucky winner of that <laughs> to be the recipient of the world famous recipe. Let's put that out there. It's amazing. Yeah, so it's definitely better than Skyline. It's good stuff. Shout out to Andrea. 
Yes. So there's our giveaway. Go donate, support the dudes. And uh, in the wise words of Nardwar, what do you have to say to the people out there? What do you have to say? Uh, I mean, we said it last time. We'll say it again. 50 bucks. That's pretty much the price of a tank of gas these days. 50 bucks can supply one person with clean water for the rest of their lives. That's $50. So we're out here. We're riding. We're going to keep pedaling. Um, and we're looking forward to keeping you updated. I don't know, John. I guess just as thank you for everyone's support um, and sharing our project and donated and uh, to our hosts. They've been amazing. So just really grateful for everyone who's supported us along the way. And we're excited to keep cruising along and finish her out. Absolutely. Thank Halfway there, gentlemen. I get my peaches out oh, in Georgia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get my peaches out in Georgia. Bridget, get us out of here. Hi, this is Mark, Mark's cousin Brendan and Bridget. We have the mileage report. In the first five days, the guys rode four hundred seventy-six miles. Their 10-day total is 861 miles. In the last 10 days, John and Mark have eaten 128 cereal bars, 39 tuna packs, Mad Mike, they spotted one white squirrel, passed $34 generals, and survived two tornado watches. This is Brandon McCarthy. This is Sean Blasco. This is Bridget McCarthy. Good luck! Bye!